Keep up with the new. Keep up with the important. Keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. You're on Keeping Up With The Current. It's Nadia here. Always a pleasure to be back on air with you to keep you company. Thanks for tuning in either via 92.1 FM through the Tom FM web or radio app. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, there's no denying that we're very much in lockdown to help curb the spread of COVID. And although it is for a vital purpose, we can't help but feel a bit overwhelmed with the lockdown clashing with the end of term school break because it means the stress of having to figure out how to engage our kids in a meaningful way. Of course, incorporating activities in the midst of the lockdown. To help us with that, to give us some guidance on this matter, I'll be inviting a very special guest today, Farah Ghazali, who runs Miss Farah Tutorials. She's an educator and she's got all the tips you need for a stress-free lockdown with the kids. Well, the announcement of a lockdown was enough to put parents into panic mode. Although we've been through it before, we were certainly not hoping for another one. Again, it's made parents very stressed and very anxious, concerned about how to keep their kids engaged while confined within four walls. As a parent myself, I understand that navigating through these times can be a huge challenge to manage kids and keep them happy within the confines of the home. If you're among many who are struggling and not really knowing how to navigate this situation as parents, you'll be hearing from the very talented and creative Farah Ghazali, the face of Miss Farah Tutorials. She's a mum of two with a childhood education background. She's devoted much of her time to making catchy videos of activity ideas that aim to educate parents on how to educate their kids in a fun and interactive way. So if you're interested to hear more, well, stick around for that. So families across Sydney and its surrounds have had their school holiday plans gutted as the announcement of a lockdown crueled any hope of going anywhere during the two-week school break. For parents, it means finding new ways to keep their children entertained during the long winter days at home. The struggle is real, but rest assured we've got someone here to help. Her name is Farah Ghazali, the face of Miss Farah Tutorials. She's been a long-time early childhood education advocate, former teacher and a mum of two. She is a big believer in the power of learning through play and her mission is to support parents in their parenting journey and spend quality time with their children with simple yet effective 
and creative at-home activities. Farah, welcome to the show. Fantastic to have you on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Farah, you continue to successfully help thousands of parents, I guess, change the way they interact and engage with their kids at home. The simple yet effective activity ideas that you post online, I guess, continue to make a difference. So how did Miss Farah Tutorials come about? What inspired you to start this journey? Well, um, I'm a mom of two and I have been a teacher for more than 15 years and I lived almost all my life in Lebanon. And in 2013, I got married and I moved here to Sydney, where I opened a school readiness and a tutoring center. But then two years later, uh, I took took the decision in selling that center so I can spend more quality time with my children. And uh, my newborn daughter then was, you know, how newborns are, Mm. they take all your time. And I wanted to make sure to at least spend at least 30 minutes quality time with my son either maybe take a walk together, do an activity together, read a book. But then I started doing the school readiness uh, activities with my son at home, and I videotaped them, and I posted them on my Instagram page, uh, Miss Fat Tutorials. And uh, so honestly, I did not expect the positive feedback I received, and my page started growing more and more every day, and this motivated me, and I became so passionate in creating easy, creative, and simple activities. And they're all with materials mostly found at home. Mm. So that way, parents can have easy access to these materials, and they quickly can prepare it, and they can make learning fun for their children. And at the same time, so they're not only having fun, they're also benefiting from these activities, and they get to spend quality time with them. So it's quite interesting how it all began. I guess you could say it's one thing led to another, and it was sort of spontaneous, you know. You had this idea to actually upload those videos online, and without having a second thought, it just went viral. And it's amazing the effect and impact it has had to date. So how long have you been doing this for? Uh, this is my third year. I've been a, I was a blogger before. Mm. I used to have my own blog, uh, MissFarah.com. Mm. It's now MissFarahTutorials.com. I used to uh, post a, about my teaching uh, methods at school and everything. But then I wasn't. I was single then. <laughs> but then it uh, escalated. And it's now, all about your kids now. Yeah, and I'm applying these skills with my kids, which is great because I used to apply them with my students and now I'm applying them with my kids. Mm. And they're quite unique. I mean, there was a, a video that really caught my eye and it had to do with your method for multiplication. And it is such an effective way. I mean, I'm an adult and I struggled with maths all my life. Mathematics was very difficult for me. And then comes the time for me to start teaching my son mathematics. So I really, really value uh, those methods that you continue to teach the public. Now, Farah, why are you so passionate about what you do? Because you could really sense your passion through Mm. those videos. Well, I've always loved to teach and um, I believe I have the skill to teach and when you become so great at what you do, I think you do it with passion. So Mm. if you combine like like skill is at its best when it's combined with passion I believe so absolutely it has to do with you enjoying what you do and I I really believe in this I feel like you will most likely succeed in doing something when you're passionate 
about what you're doing when you enjoy what you're doing there's no point forcing yourself to do something that you don't enjoy because it's not going to have a positive impact on others so it's fantastic that you have that passion now Farah keeping kids entertained is very challenging at the best of times but Mm. even more so during a lockdown there are many parents at the moment who have as soon as they heard the word lockdown they started to panic. They went into panic mode. It's school holidays. How am I going to entertain my kids? So what activity ideas do you have that can help keep children engaged during the school holiday period? Look, this is a very challenging time for all of us, even for me as well. Like I know I do a lot of activities with my kids, but it's not easy. It's hectic, especially Mm. also like winter time now that we can't really go out there outdoors much. Yep. So everything is indoors and lockdown and everything. It is hectic. But uh, I believe if we do, if we prepare like a daily routine chart and uh, you can talk to your kids about it and discuss what activities you're going to be doing. And it doesn't have to be always hands-on activities and you don't always have to be entertaining your kids all the time. This is, I don't think anyone can do this. But you can mix, like you can do a bit of calming activities, a bit of physical movement, a bit of uh, quiet time. They can watch a movie for one hour, puzzles, Legos. So there's, if you can mix and set a time for each activity uh, and plan the day ahead of time, discussing it with your children as well, uh, I think that would be great. Uh, So, for example, for me and my kids, like we start our morning, we have breakfast, mm. and uh, we can do a bit of uh, movement as well. If there's like there's a go noodle as well. They can do like running and stuff, and then we can have some like calming activity, uh, like sensory activities, and then they have lunch, and then they have movies and puzzles. So we can plan our day ahead. And in this situation, I like always involve my kids. Like for example, I used to make the homemade play-doh myself but if we can do it together Mm. that would be more fun for them so we make homemade play-doh together Uh, sensory play activities like for example for the younger children uh, like for example my daughter she's three now Uh, I just make sure I have like a large tub Uh, you can fill it with rice you can fill it uh, with anything you like and just place some spoons and cups and they start to pour and transfer from one cup to another this is actually entertaining for the kids and at the same time it's very beneficial Mm. and uh yeah and we can do uh i love like science experiments baking soda and vinegar play they see the chemical reaction between them so i have so many on my uh, instagram page that's right and i also have um free ebooks if they would like to follow them Fantastic. So they're also on my uh, on my website. They go to free ebooks. I have the baby and toddler activities at home, and the parents' guide to teaching uh, letters and numbers. Fantastic. I mean, all those resources and ideas are easily accessible for our listeners mm-hmm. on Instagram and YouTube as well, and TikTok. They're on my website, website, tutorials.com, yep. and on my Instagram page, Mitzvah Tutorials. Fantastic. Of course, it's very difficult for you to sit here all day and explain each activity. Um, But you mentioned a handful of those activities that they can sort of engage their kids with during this period. And of course, they are available on your website. Farah, how important do you think uh, the first five years of a child's life is? Do children learn better and quicker during this period? Uh, Definitely. The first five years are the most important. This is where all the development is happening. 
and this is where they this is the time where they learn as it's best that's why we need to focus on this at this time everything uh, emotionally socially uh, academically and everything because this will impact the rest of their lives, mm. definitely. Absolutely, and their perception on learning, of course. Now, sure. Farah, all those activities uh, that you share serve a purpose. They're not there just to, you know, to waste time and to, to have fun. Uh, how important are they for your child's development and well-being? What kind of skills can be acquired through each of those activities? Okay, so all these activities that I post on my page, they're all uh, about play. So they're learning, they're learning letters, they're learning numbers, but they're all through play. I believe the power of play is, the, people underestimate the power of play because mm. during play, they're actually learning language skills, they're learning uh, emotional skills, and they're, they're getting their creativity out. And they also learn problem solving. For example, um, I'll give you an example uh, for language skills, let's say. Um, like my daughter and my son, they like to play that they're at the supermarket and they all have they have these all these fruits and vegetables. Mm. And my son would be at the uh, pretending he's at the cashier. So here, my three-year-old is actually learning the names of the fruits, the names of the vegetables, and then uh, going to the cashier, paying money. So mm. they're all pretend playing. They're actually learning here without realizing it. Exactly. Voca- new vocabulary and uh, also they're applying practical life skills mm, exactly I guess the opportunities for play uh, provide so much more than a few minutes or hours of fun it also mm-hmm. gives children time to relax let off steam uh, as you said yeah. develop social skills things like uh, concentration cooperation and, and of yeah. course uh, encourages the development of the imagination uh, motor True. skills and teachers self-expression fine motor skill and eye hand coordination as well exactly so the benefits are absolutely huge and that's yes, what makes definitely. you such a, a powerful advocate uh, for, for learning through play there are a lot of misconceptions that people have about play. They think, oh, it's a waste of time. They're not doing anything productive or mm. beneficial. But really, you have proven uh, to show that they can learn so much through play. Uh, Farah, what about sensory play? What is it and how important is it for a child's brain development and their fine motor skills? Sensory play is, uh, is also, also has the same uh, benefits that I mentioned. So the development of fine motor skills, they encourage language development and uh, vocabulary thinking and problem-solving skills as well. So there's so many benefits of sensory play. I'll give you a few examples. Um, so as I mentioned before, so sensory play can be a bit messy. Mm. Okay, so they have to take in mind that if they can uh, find a place where they can always do their sensory play, uh, play at, they can put also a blanket underneath because there will be, they, it's going to get messy. And mm. get, being messy is, is sometimes frustrating for parents, but mm. they're actually here learning. Yep. So, yeah, so I'll give you a few uh, sensory play ideas. Uh, for example, uh, Ublek. I don't know if you've heard of Ublek. Mm, no, actually. So Ublek, is, <laughs> Ublek is like slime, but it tastes safe. Mm. Uh, so it's just a combination of corn flour and water. Mm. And the texture is so nice. So the, when, the, when the kids are feeling the texture, uh, it's so much fun to play with. And they're also stimulating the senses, the, the eyes, the, the sight, the hearing, the taste, and all of, all of these senses. So, um, 
I can give you so many a list of uh, yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Slime, oobleck, uh, scooping and transferring uh, rice from one cup to another, even scooping beans. So all these materials, if you think about it, they're all found at home. Exactly. Like the corn flour, the rice, the beans, and all they need is just a few cups. Um, the Even stickers, if you can just draw some lines on a paper and have your child trace the lines with stickers. Mm. And Band-Aids. There's an activity with Band-Aids as well. Um, the Band-Aid activity, yes. Yeah. So I, you can get a real baby or you can just draw a baby and, and write some letters on the baby and say that the baby has is sad because he has, like, bruises or boo mm. or whatever. It depends on the child's age. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and you can write the same letters on the Band-Aid and they can match uh, these letters. So this is so much fun. They're actually, when they're peeling the Band-Aid, this is a great uh, fine motor skill. And I had coordination when placing that Band-Aid on the right uh, letter. Mm, fabulous. There's also the, um, this one definitely you can do it at home, spaghetti cutting. Okay. So uh, the spaghetti cutting, you can cook spaghetti as usual and let it cool down a little bit and just give them a pair of safety scissors and have them cut the spaghetti while they're eating. So here you're working on their cutting skills and they're eating at the same time. Wow. So this is a wonderful uh sensory activity as well i mean yeah there are a lot of kids who actually struggle <coughs> with with cutting um it's a big mm. task for them it takes quite a bit of time for them to get used to it so if we can incorporate something like that uh, that would yeah. enable them to be able to cut properly but definitely we need to work on the fine motor skills first to enhance mm. the hand muscles so they'll be able to hold the scissors properly and be able to open and close the scissors to cut mm. so we need to keep that in mind as well Absolutely. And we know, Farah, one of the struggles that parents face in facilitating at-home learning is the inability to afford the educational resources. I mean, they can be quite expensive, but the activity ideas that you share, interestingly, as we said, um, involve materials that can be very easily located at home and that's what sets what you do apart many people are like it's too expensive i can't afford it we're going to use it once and it's going to be thrown away but there are Mm. so many things at home that you can use a lot of recyclable materials uh, that we throw away can be used exactly and you're benefiting that environment (laughs) absolutely (laughs) (laughs) it's got a number of benefits which is absolutely amazing and i think that's what really makes your content stand out um and also i wanted to mention there are actually a few uh recyclable materials that i uh, educational activities that i've done with my three-year-old son when he was three so that was like Mm. four years ago yeah i'm using them now with my daughter so and it's recyclable something that i've i've done myself wow and it's still here and i'm still using it so exactly you, you can reuse it again and again you don't have to throw it away Exactly, and I think the kids appreciate it more and you appreciate it more because it's something you've worked on together. Yes, um, yes sometimes so I find them, they're, they're grabbing like a cardboard and creating their own because they see me uh, doing it, so mm. that's great as well. Exactly, so it's fabulous. Farah, you deliver those ideas to the online public, as we said, in a very approachable and easy-to-digest way. There are many websites online that... People visit, but the way they explain things is very lengthy, Mm. too much involved, I guess. Where do you gain the inspiration for your content? Have you always been a creative person? 
Well, I use my teaching skills and I apply them. Mm. And uh, also my kids are my inspiration. Like I see what things that they like or um, and then I think that they're interested in. And I just c come up with an idea and I share it because I think it would help other parents as well. And I do research a lot. And sometimes I do get uh, ideas from other great accounts. Mm. And I I make a twist with it and I apply it like into mm. my own way and the tutorial style way and videos. That's exactly. There's no yeah. shame in getting inspiration from other people. I mean, how do we yeah. grow and develop? Some people might think, oh, you know, she's copying content or, you know, That's imitating true. someone else. But really, I'm a person who actually gets inspiration from other places yeah, as well. Of course. And it's no shame for that, yeah. Exactly, definitely. We know the idea of children using technology as a form of entertainment is something that is I guess somewhat looked down upon and not encouraged. But a lot of parents struggle to keep their kids occupied and engaged without an iPad or tablet, for example. So what is your take on allowing kids to use technology, but for educational purposes? I mean, do any of your activities incorporate the use of technology or do you try your best not to use it? Um, I do use technology. I think we can't avoid technology and, you know, it's everywhere. And this is how the world is. This is something we can't really change. But mm. I do believe that we can limit it and monitor what they're doing. So if they're watching uh, something on YouTube or whatever, and we ha you can monitor and see what they're watching. This is appropriate for their age. Mm. And do set a time limit. Like, for example, my kids do watch movies sometimes and YouTube, but monitor it and supervise. And I'm, I'm against screen time during uh, meal time because when they're eating and they're watching TV at the same time, I feel like they're not really looking at the food and they're oh, not enjoying it. And okay. that's how you result in picky eaters. Mm. So I turn off the TV during mealtime and before bedtime, at least an hour or two hours before bedtime. Because, uh, as you know, the screens and the light from the screens, uh, they have the blue light mm. and they'll take away the, uh, the melatonin from your body. And that's how uh, it takes you much longer sleep. I think... We all do that at night. We look at our phones <laughs> during That's right. The last thing we do and the first thing we do when we wake up. It's true. And it's not healthy. So I mm. try to avoid these times. I'm not against it, but definitely uh, monitored and uh, supervised. And, uh, for example, my son now is learning uh, coding. He's doing coding classes and he's only seven. Mm. And he's, uh, so this is a great way to use technology. So he's using uh, JavaScript language to create his own apps and games, wow. which I think is amazing for his age. That is amazing. And they do offer these here in Sydney, by the way. There are coding classes. If, they, if parents are interested, they can do it online, face-to-face mm. with the instructor, and they can apply them. And that's actually the first I've heard about coding classes. I think very rarely would you find someone who knows uh, about the availability of this type of class. Yes, true. And amazing. Like, he's going to feel great when he's going to be creating his own app. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, exactly. Yeah. That's absolutely I amazing. I also love mm. uh, Reading Eggs. Have you heard of Reading Eggs? Yes, yes. I've used it before, <laughs> yes, yeah. So educational. Uh, there's also uh, the ones I mentioned before if they would like to do any physical movement as well. Okay. Now, a lot of parents, especially in this day and age, they, they struggle to find the time to actually do these kinds of activities with their little ones. But for mm -hmm. those that actually do make the time for it, how much of a positive effect 
does it have on their bond and relationship with their kids? And talk about it, of course, from your perspective. You know, you do a lot of activities with your kids. How have you seen it sort of develop and strengthen that relationship and bond with your kids? With my kids, I, I believe it definitely made me spend more uh, like quality time with them. When I do these activities, I was able to find what their strengths and weaknesses are. For example, with my son, I had no idea he wasn't able to hold a scissor properly until I sat with him and we tried to do the activities together. So you will discover things about your children that you didn't know. You would know what interests them and what doesn't. Mm. So I think this is a great feeling when you know what they what their strengths and weaknesses are so this is great and i have so many of my followers message me and tell me that that my teaching tips that i shared help their child like either either read better or maybe a pencil grip hack that i shared mm. that things from our household our household that they applied uh, really helped as well so mm. the small things uh, like that place a positive um, impact on the people that follow me absolutely yeah, so i think so i hope so <laughs> yeah definitely i mean you could sort of judge based on the comments that you are receiving on a daily basis so from from yeah. those comments and remarks you could see that it's definitely changed people's lives it's made a huge difference to them you know based on the success stories that you have you know we all <coughs> have children that have skills and that have things that they need work on and for my son in particular I find that you know with his pencil grip the way he holds the pencil sort of affects or impacts the way that he writes so it's not as neat as it should be because of how he holds the pencil so I'm looking forward to finding you know the video in which you explain or maybe some of the resources that you have on on pencil grip so i just want to thank you immensely farah for your time today and for sharing all these fantastic ideas to help keep children occupied during this lockdown period i mean you really prove that lockdown doesn't have to mean boredom there are plenty of activities that you can organize for your children which will not only keep them from getting bored but will also Mm. help them grow even after lockdown so it's not just during these difficult periods but also so this should be a long-term thing, you know, incorporate these things slowly and slowly into your lives. Exactly, exactly. And I think, I just want to add one more thing, but mm. it's okay. Sometimes when kids are bored, it's okay. Let them be bored. Like, boredom creates curiosity. Yeah. They'll be able to figure out what to do. And I definitely encourage independent play as much as possible. So you don't have to be sitting with them all the time. It's very hectic for us as parents to have other things to do. We have Mm. to cook, we have to look after our uh, other kids. And so encourage independence, so let them be bored. And it's it's no problem with that, you know what I mean? Mm. Now, one of of the concerns that some parents, or mostly it's mothers, you know, with the advice that you gave about letting your kids do what they are doing without having to, like, always monitor them and whatnot, Mm. a lot of mothers worry about you know the mess that they're making or if they're going to ruin the furniture or something like that you know what mm. what is your take on that uh well definitely it depends on the, the age of the child first of all uh if of course he's uh, if it's a baby or i'm not gonna leave that baby mm. unsupervised uh for ages for example two and up uh, I would create a small space, if you, even if you don't have the space, just a small corner mm. uh, with a few toys, uh, uh, with storage boxes, uh, keep it tidy and display a few items outside the storage boxes. 
just to uh, because if there's a lot of toys, children wouldn't know what to play with. Mm. So if you just display a few toys outside and with a small corner, knowing that this is the place, the play space for you, and you can't play anywhere else. Mm. So with time, this doesn't happen overnight. Of course, it's gonna take some time. But eventually, they will know that this is my space here. This is where I can do crafts. This is where I can do an activity. This is where I can play with my toys. And uh, keeping everything tidy. I know it's hard, but if you mm. get boxes and label them, like for example, my garage in my house mm. is a playroom. So this is if we want to do any activity, this is where we had to. And we spent almost all day there. They can do anything they want, even if they can make a uh, they make a mess. I don't mind because this is this is their uh, space. Oh, yeah. that's fabulous. And the thing is, I mean, we shouldn't care too much about having a messy house. I mean, one day your mm. kids are going to be married, and you're going to miss having them with you. You're going True. to miss yeah. having a busy, messy house. So I think we should really embrace and soak in the moment, really enjoy it because that don't stay small. Rules, mm. You can set rules as well, like. Children need the rules and consistency. Of so course. You, tell them mm. you can't throw that. You can't uh, paint on the wall. Uh, you need to set the rules before uh, starting the activity. Mm. And also, yeah, I so think I'm a big advocate for, you know, for teaching children to actually pack their toys away after they finish, course, you know, because it's it's hard for the mum to have to do that at the end of a, a day of, you know, tiredness and running mm-hmm. around. So I think, you know, no. the least mm-hmm. that you can get them to do is pack after themselves after they've they've Teachers used their toys. It's a responsibility as well to, 100%. to take care of their belongings. Yeah, I mean, every part of that, you're teaching them something. Um, you know, life skills that they can carry on for the rest of their life. And it really has this great effect and impact on how they raise their kids as well later on. Exactly. There's so much to discuss, Farah. And (laughs) I think we've taken uh, more time than you possibly expected from you. (laughs) But there's obviously so much to talk about and we probably just discussed uh, 5% of it. But definitely I appreciate having you on and I thank you immensely for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it. If you want to make this period less daunting, try implementing those uh, few ideas into your kids' daily schedule to keep them occupied 
and entertained. It's not easy for them to be, I guess, confined within four walls at a time that they were supposed to enjoy their break by going out or playing and interacting with others. So have a look at the content and resources on Farah's webpage. I had a few people on WhatsApp request the name of the website. It is www.missfarahtutorials.com as well as her Insta page, Miss Farah Tutorials. Of course, she has a bundle of online content, heaps of digital resources and plenty of activities to help keep the kids active and learning. So ideally, there are many ways of getting your kids involved and occupied at home. I was actually conversing with a parent about this topic yesterday. And what she told me is that she's engaging her kids in the household chores. And I thought, wow, what a great idea. You're helping them move their body in a productive way and then there's the added bonus of gaining uh, some helping hands so it has that twofold benefit so depending on their age you can definitely set suitable tasks for them during the day it could be getting them uh, to clean their rooms sorting their cupboards and shelves or perhaps setting up the dining table for dinner now some people might think oh what child would want to help out with the chores you'd be surprised I actually find that younger children absolutely love helping their parents. So these activities will keep them busy and also help to improve their planning, um, organizing and thinking skills as well as their fine motor skills. So lots of benefit to be gained. Certainly um, for many kids, especially with special needs, you know, we can engage them in these types of activities that will help to keep them regulated and calm. I guess we just have to provide the clear and simple instructions. So there's so much that you can do at home to keep the kids entertained. They don't always have to be uh, confined to their iPad screens or television screens. There are so many things that you can get your kids to do at home with you. Mm-hmm. 